Okay. <laughs> uh, you ready? I guess. I'm nervous now. All of a sudden I'm nervous. Yeah? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be, you'll be made a fool of in front of <laughs> eight people. <laughs> and my mom. <laughs> she's so like, eight I people, because need... <laughs> I'm sure she's experienced that before. Oh. <laughs> shame. <laughs> you brought shame on your household. Oh. We like Game of Thrones when she's walking through I, the street. I've yeah. never seen a one minute of Game of Thrones. Shit, you would like it. I don't think I would. I think I didn't think I would either. I'm... But well, hey everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit. <laughs> we talk about horror movies, so you don't have to. My name is Chris Faff. I am your host, and I am joined by a very special guest today. Who are you? Hi, I'm Deborah Diven Dunning. And you, well, not you specifically, but we kind of chose a movie together. Today we were talking about 1992's Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Anthony Hopkins as... Uh, <laughs> Van Helsing. Van Helsing, yeah. Yes. I forgot because he's a fucking maniac. Uh, <laughs> Gary Oldman as the titular Dracula. Keanu Reeves as Harker. Uh, Winona Ryder as Mina. And he's not huge in the film, but I'm making a goddamn note of it. Tom Waits as Renfield. Thank you. I was yes. excited about that. That was actually... So I was like, who the hell is this? And it's I... fucking Tom Waits. Because... <laughs> Alright, uh, we'll get back to whatever, because I just love that the intro to this movie is really well shot and gory and fucked up and violent, and then they pull out and it's the best thing they could have done is just, bam, right to Tom Waits. <laughs> Nothing made me go, oh, hell yeah, more than just seeing crazy-ass Tom Waits eating bugs. <laughs> the piano has been drinking. Yes. Uh, you know who else is in this movie? Um, Carrie Elwes. Yes. Um... Uh, just watch him in Princess Bride instead. But never seen it. To okay. this day, I've never seen it, and I think after like thirty-five years, now it's I'm just not gonna. It's just nah, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> I don't care. We'll cross it off the list. Um, and who plays Lucy? Um, Sadie Frost. Yeah. Uh, hold on, computer issues. I can edit all of this out. Anyway, yeah, Sadie Frost. Um, I'm not editing any of that. <laughs> I'm lazy. Sadie Frost is Lucy in it. Um, I think she used to be married to Jude Law. So I Googled just, I was like, who, who is this actress? It's like, she's kind of familiar, but not. And yeah. So. Sure. Yep. So the reason that I wanted to have Deb on is because Deb knows a lot more than almost anyone I know about literature. <laughs> and I figured since this is widely considered the most accurate representation of the literary work for Dracula, I figured I would have somebody who knows things about literature on. So here's is, Deb. Is that Go. why we chose it? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Actually, it is, um, to your point, it's fairly accurate. Um, except, okay, when I'm, when I'm watching... <laughs> When I was watching it, some of the stuff w was just... I don't think this movie aged well. Okay, maybe it wasn't that good when it, when it came out. <laughs> so, this is one thing that I kind of wanted to bring up. was uh, I, I own Dracula, the book, and I, I haven't read it in, a, mm -hmm. in an owl's age. But after watching this movie, it kind of made me think, like, hmm, 
does Dracula kind of suck? Because <laughs> this movie's really boring and stupid. <laughs> it, yeah, it pretty, it pretty much was. Well, I didn't. You know what I found really distracting about it? You know, what? I'm just we're just gonna trash on this version of it a minute, and then maybe we can talk about some stuff that's more, you know, more. Yeah. The, yeah. So, um, the costuming and the set, I was not impressed with a lot of that. No. I found it really <laughs> distracting. So you've got. Um, Dracula is like, he has like some Jedi man bun thing going on oh, through most of gonna it. We're going to get into that. Okay. And then, um, like they, his armor thing he had going on looked like, he looked like he was supposed to be on like a superhero set or something. Well, what I thought was that it was like a representation of muscle with skin removed. Like he was supposed like, to be like flayed Dracula. I don't. Know. I, I don't know. It's really stupid. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. And then I kept. You know, I they kept uh, talking. Oh, he's going to Carfax Abbey, and I just kept seeing those awful commercials. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Francis Ford Coppola, <laughs> for using an actual city that now sounds like an ad from the two thousands. And they had a lot of. Um, some of the stuff, probably at the time it was risque, but, but like, I don't know, some of the stuff was just kind of gratuitous. Like, there's, okay, it's basically where Dracula's sex palace where he feeds his little minion ladies the baby, you know, as, a, as an offering. And then there's, you know, they have this whole little kind of lesbian garden scene with, with uh, Lucy and Mina. And, uh-huh. and um, yeah, and, and then um, I'm trying to think what else in it. Oh, the drinking absinthe. So she's drinking absinthe at one point, and I'm like, okay, is that so that he can't? Because vampires aren't supposed to be able to, yeah, to have, you know, they don't, alcohol. they don't imbibe, no. Yeah. Maybe I should be a vampire. Maybe. Eliminate hang- hangovers. I don't know, but um, I, the one thing that I do think that they did well in this movie was the kind of the portrayal of the story. In the Dracula is written as what is it an epistolary novel? Meaning that it's written mostly in letters and like news clippings and shit like that. Yes, they did do that well because the there's a lot of voiceover work from all the different characters. I thought they did accurately represent the book in that way. Well done on that. Yes, yes, that was that was probably I would say the most accurate aspect of this movie. If you're looking for a Dracula movie to watch, it's just how they they did that and that followed the book really well. And I believe the only fabrication was the very first scene, like Dracula's origin story. That's not in the novel whatsoever. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> they made all that up. Yep. It was a cool scene though, like the yeah. way they lit it and everything. The one problem I have with it is the <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> Anthony, what's his fucking name? Hopkins? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. God damn it. My brain is melting. Anthony Hopkins also plays the priest in this scene, but he looks ridiculous. Like, he looks like an extra from uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian. He looks so goddamn ridiculous that it, it pulled me out of it immediately. And then we get to the greatest character in the film, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Fresh from Bill and Ted. Yeah. What a fucking mistake that was. <laughs> you know, I like him in, in... I have seen him in, in some things that I liked him in, and, um, and he seems like a really cool guy and stuff, but this was just... 
Yeah, this was right after Point Break. <laughs> yeah. It just, like, come on. This is not. And then, yeah. not only that, but, like, he has scenes with Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins, who just push his face into the dirt acting-wise. And I, like, I really... Gary Oldman, and I thought Gary Oldman was really good in it. I know you said to you. Yeah, I do. I do not like Gary Oldman. I think he's the worst part of every movie that I see him in, and this is almost no exception, <laughs> because G- Gary Oldman as Dracula looks like an asshole throughout this entire movie. Which, all right, let's get into just the character of Dracula. Oh, okay. What an insufferable piece of shit this guy is. <laughs> well, I mean, he he's he's unhappy. Yeah, well, maybe don't be a raving lunatic. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry that a a stranger comes to your home from the bank who's helping you buy property, which also, yeah, a good part of the story is Dracula dealing with the bank. (laughs) Great story, Bram Stoker. Anyway, a stranger from the bank shows up to his house and lets out a nervous chuckle when you're talking about your ancestors and you pull a goddamn sword on him? (laughs) Huh. And the, yeah, later in that film, my life is filled with nothing but misery. Well, maybe because you're a fucking psychopath, you asshole. Oh, that was good, though. You, you did a good Dracula. Yeah, I try. Well done. I practice my Transylvanian every now and again. <laughs> well, so the original um, Dracula. Let's talk about that. Um, Are we getting into Vlad? Yeah, well... Ooh, I know a lot about Vlad. Well, okay, you can talk about Vlad if you want more, but I'm thinking more... I know more a little more about Bram Stoker. Maybe. All right. So, you want Go to... on. Okay. Well, so... <laughs> Spin your web of lies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to BS my way through it. So, um, if you're looking at, um, like, 19th century literature, so Bram Stoker's writing, like, towards the end of the 1800s, so he's kind of on the tail end of it, but... Um, he was drawing a lot of his inspiration, partly from Vlad, but partly because um, from his Irish childhood. So, like, it, it's interesting if you look at how many like other cultures, how many of them have vampire stories. I mean, it's a it's a pretty common common theme in a lot of literature. There are a lot of movies. My husband says that the Mexican Dracula is the best one. So if you're going to go watch like a, a vintage Dracula movie, he says to watch the Mexican one. He says it's fantastic. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that's one of them that, um, that you could check out. But a lot of, you know, Bram Stoker really drew on a lot of his childhood, the, the stuff that scared him when he was a kid, and it was the vampire stories. Um, in Ireland, they have, um, besides... There's, I can't think of the name for the character, but um, they have a lot of the fairy characters that they have in, in like Irish folklore. And um, one of them is, a, there's a vampire fairy, um, Lenanshi, and she's, um, you know, she, she's, you know, where you get a lot of the traditional, um, the spooky stuff about. But um, then, like, if you, if you look at, you know, if you look at Japanese culture, they have vampire movies, you, you, they're African vampire movies, there's, um, Scotland has their version of, of vampires, so there's quite a few different, you know, you look at all the different things from your childhood that are frightening, and, and, um, he drew on a lot of that, 
but I guess the other, the bigger part of that is one, during the time he was writing, a lot of the Victorian and uh, Romantic writers of that time and Gothic horror, all of that type of stuff was really popular in the 1800s. Um, so you had writers like um, like Mary, Mary Shelley and Percy Bysshe Shelley. And are you familiar with them? Yeah. Okay. So, and Lord Byron, and they had, when Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein, they had all gotten together, and um, it was a challenge, like, on one of their, their retreats that they had gone away to, to, to write a horror story. They were kind of competing with each other, because they were all writers, and that's what a lot yeah. of writers enjoy doing. But... Um, you know, and, and they were kind of the, the goths, the celebrities of, of their time, you know. Um, well, even if you go back to Shakespeare's time, you have, um, like, they called them the malcontents. So, like, Hamlet. Yeah. And, and they would, um, you know, they'd send their young, their young people away to college or off on a grand tour or something. And yeah. And they'd go to, like, Italy or wherever. And then they'd come back and they're wearing all black and they're so, you know, dramatic. And, yeah, yeah. And it's where we get all our, a lot of our goth origins. But, um, so if you were interested at all in, like, um, learning more about some of, some of those writers and some of those... Um, some of that background, there are some movies, I didn't, I didn't sit down and watch all of these, you know, honestly, I tend to read a lot more stuff, but, um, there's one called Haunted Summer that came out in 1988, and, um, that one's about when they got together to write Frankenstein, and, um, and it's about all their characters and what happened there, and, um, and then there's another version of it called Gothic, that came out in 1986, and then I don't know what year it came out. There's a, there's kind of a campy. What's the zombie movie? Everyone's going to the Winchester. Um, uh, why can't I think of this movie? I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about, so I'm of zero help. It's a zombie movie, and it's funny. You know Zombie Land? No, that's not funny. Well, kind of funny, but no. Fido? No, it's gonna bug me now. I'm going to text you at like 3 in the morning. Anyways. And I will get back to you when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, Lair of the White Worm is, um, is a, a similar style. Like, it's a, it's a goofy, like, an 80s version of a vampire movie. Um, but Gothic and that movie are both directed by Ken Russell, and he did a lot of really odd stuff, if you ever, just as a lark, wanted to, to look him up. But um, talking about Mary Shelley, again, I don't know if you, I didn't know if you knew this story, so I thought you might find it interesting about how when, so Percy Shelley drowned when he was 29. Yes. And the part about his heart. I do not know okay. that. Okay, so, okay, so they're, they're having the funeral pyre, and um, one of the guys that was with them when they burned the body um, reached into the, the the smoldering embers later and pulled out Percy Shelley's heart. Um, it didn't. His heart didn't burn. Everything else burned. His heart was calcified. Ooh. Yeah, real <laughs> true story. And so he took it out and he wrapped it up in in a manuscript and he kept it for a while. Like he had the, this friend of theirs had it. <laughs> And then somehow or another, he came to give it back to Mary Shelley, her her 
dead husband's heart wrapped in this manuscript <laughs> and she kept it in her desk drawer for 30 year 30 plus years until she died and so what a bunch of fucking maniacs isn't that crazy <laughs> and then you know and she had written frankenstein so um so then when she passed away and they took her body to be buried in the family plot then they took percy's heart went with her and to be buried in the family plot at that point but that is insane isn't that nuts <laughs> So, that, see, I enjoy that, a lot of those type of stories. Um, you know, and, and Lord Byron was part of their circle, and, you know, so he had all these adventures that, like, we were watching, so we've been watching um, travel shows, because who's traveling right now, right? And um, we watch these ones, these Rick People Steve, with money. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or people that shouldn't be, but um, so we've been watching these Rick Steves travel shows, and um, they're great for old people like us because you know if I sit down for more than twenty minutes, I fall asleep. But um, these are short, little, just get in, get out kind of shows. But it was interesting. Last week we were um, we happened to be watching the one where they're in the French Alps, and they were at Mont Blanc, which is um, Lord Byron climbed Mont Blanc and. Um, he was into all these, you know, super superhero type feats, and yeah. um, you know, he swam the Hellespont in Turkey, the four, the four mile distance there, and and um, so a lot of a lot of really interesting characters to read about there too, um, or uh, Goethe, if you read um, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, and um, he wrote the in the nineteenth century wrote the Sorrows of Young Young Werner or Young Werther, excuse me. And so he, like, there were all these, they were kind of the rock stars of their time. I mean, they, they, they were writing, the, the, the musicians and the writers and all these people creating all this. Yeah. You know, it was, it was very dramatic, and that's where we get all our goth stuff from. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm rambling here. Um, <laughs> so, so back to vampires, though. Yes. Back to vampires. So I was trying to think of, so when, when, when we talked about this and, and talked about watching the, the Coppola version of Dracula, it got me to thinking about all the different variety of vampire movies that are out there. Yes. So you've got like The Hunger with David Bowie. Yeah, you sure do. <laughs> which I haven't seen in a long time. Or you've got everything from that to From Dusk Till Dawn. Yep. Um, and then, uh, so when I was, when I was in high school a long time ago, um, uh, Interview with the Vampire books, all uh -huh. that Anne Rice. So I didn't really care for the movie that much, and I think there was a big outcry about it at the time because people were like, why are you casting Tom Cruise in this movie? Because well, Tom Cruise rules. We can get into that another time. Well, I'm a huge Tom Cruise apologist. Really? Fucking love him. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I like a lot of the movies that he's in. It's just as a... I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about that. Separate the art from the artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, when it comes down to it, I mean, I can think of a lot of examples of that. So I was really into the Anne Rice books when I was in high school. That was, like, probably a big part of what got me through high school was, you know, reading Dracula and Interview of the Vampire and all that type of stuff. Read a lot of Edgar Allan Poe. Um you know, back to our 19th century writers. Um, um, there, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of black vampire movies. Mm -hmm. Blackula. Um, there's, there are some vampire aliens. 
<laughs> there sure are. Yes. Um, and it got me to thinking too about when you know what what scare what type of stuff scares you, and I think a lot of that. Um, back to you know Stoker drawing on his childhood I think a lot of things that scare you when you're a kid are kind of what stick with you and draw you to different movies and stories because there's that I think it was the Hitchcock quote about you know why do why do we like scary movies I know you don't like Hitchcock but I I like Hitchcock's work but he can fuck right off (laughs) just as a person he's a trash goblin oh But um, there was a quote... I'm sorry, you don't get to huck live birds at a woman for 12 hours and not be called a trash monster. Well, yeah, that's that's a legit point. Yeah. But... um, Fuck him. (laughs) Well, there's a quote quote that he had said something about, you know, the reason that we like the scary movies is because... That we enjoy that type of stuff because it's fun to have a little, you know, something scare you, but when you're in a safe space. So that's that's what makes the difference. Oh, like kind of like when he would groom young starlets for his weird relationships. Yeah. Fucking ex- Hitchcock. Exactly. Psycho's great though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think my favorite Hitchcock. I I like um I like Notorious. I think is is one. Of my great. Favorites. We have strayed way off course oh, from yeah, Bram yeah. Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Well, <laughs> rambling. So when drawing, you know, thinking about stuff that scares you when you're a kid. One of the things that scared me, made me think of it with the vampire aliens, was um, when I was a kid, there used to be this show called Project UFO that my grandpa was watching one time, and I'll never forget this. So we're in the UP, which they have lots of UFO sightings up there anyways, and so, you know, kind of scary. Yeah. But um, there was, I can remember being sent to bed because I was a little kid and hearing this show going in the back, you know, because, I mean, it's grandpa, he's got the TV on so loud. (laughs) One time I had to go check on him and I thought I, I thought he was going to jump out of his skin. Like he didn't answer the door when I went to check on him and I was like, oh God, oh God, please don't be, you know, and, um, and he wasn't, he was fine, but he was sitting at the chair at the table and he had the TV on so loud and then he's like, ah, (laughs) and I'm going, oh God, oh God. (laughs) But, um. The show he was watching, the UFO show, was about um, these cattle had all been were out in a field and had all the blood drained yep. from them. And yeah, okay. So yeah. as a kid, I'm hearing this and growing up on a farm, like, oh my god, you know, I was <laughs> yeah. freaked out by that. Uh-huh. It scared me. And then other stuff that I found scary, you know, as a child, and probably is why, you know, I, I don't watch a ton of horror movies. I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong show for that, but. Um, I mean, think about what you're afraid of, the early impressions. So, Wizard of Oz, those friggin' flying monkeys in that, <laughs> they still freak me out to this day. There are the flying monkeys, the witch, and the trees were kind of scary. Oh, the trees are awesome. And they're throwing all the... Yeah, they scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And the, the, they kept flipping the hourglass and all that. It was, I mean... That was that was a scary movie. The witch melts and all. Yeah, you've seen it. So, the other thing, the the what did, I don't even know what they call this scene in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Willy Wonka and there's the I know inside and out where where are we so going. So there's the freaky montage when they're in the boat. Yeah. And he just keeps saying the that scared me as a as a little little kid. Yeah. Like watching that. Because it's a glimpse into the life of a psychopath who murders children. Yeah. Yeah, That's essentially a horror film. It kind of if you is. view it through the yeah. right lens, yeah. it's real fucked up. Now I'm, now I'm yeah. upset about that. Yeah. 
he murdered four children that day. <laughs> Probably had their parents disposed of as well. You'd have to at that point. Yeah. Got to get rid of the witnesses. Yeah. And how do you shut Charlie up? You just give him a chocolate factory. <laughs> give him candy. Yeah. You trap him in your chocolate factory and say, no, you agreed to this. You can never leave. But anyway, back to Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, so Stoker's Dracula, yeah, but it, it just... Um... Like, like I said before, I think this is one of the weird cases where, like, you read the book and it's a lot better because you can't visualize it and then you see what they've put on the screen for this film and go oh man yeah <laughs> dracula looks like a dickhead yeah it's unfortunate but yeah. i one thing that i did think that they did really well as far as the film anyway is all of the effects in this film are done in camera the only digital or like computer effects was the blue flame when they reached dracula's uh castle wow yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, either. this movie is technically just mind blowing. Yes, it's very well made. Now, <laughs> see, I just didn't. I guess that was just lost on me when I was watching it. I mean, knowing that now, I would probably yeah, look like at, all look the shadow, a little differently. all the shadow work that they do and everything. Mm -hmm. When yeah, it's it's done very very well. So here's my question. <laughs> Does Dracula have servants? Because if not, it's just that old man in that castle, right? I thought he did have servants. Does he? It's been a long time since I've read the book. Because if not, that means that Dracula made Jonathan Harker a meal. Well, he's Dracula got... doesn't know how to cook. <laughs> well, the, the villagers, though. Don't the villagers kind of do a lot of his bidding? I guess, but like, I don't, I, I don't know, because also, Dracula, when he gets to the castle, he looks like a dick, with, like you said, with the big man bun. Oh, yeah. That means somebody that. had to do that for him, because he can't see into a mirror to do his hair like that. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, there's several things that he needs assistance with. Well, well he obviously hasn't been cutting his nails. No. But or trimming his palm hair. Oh well, but maybe some people, maybe some people like don't have to see in a mirror to do their hair. I mean, I would need to, but I mean. Have you seen the do that he is presenting? Yeah. You're gonna need to yeah. look at that shit. Probably, yeah. Maybe it, does it get messed up? I mean, he's not. Oh, I mean, throughout the film, I mean, he goes back to his younger self and. Uh -huh. London, and he still looks like a ridiculous asshole on the streets of London. He was supposed to be sexy Dracula at that point. Oh, and he looked like a massive asshole. <laughs> Even amid all the other massive assholes in London, you could point at him and say, that is a massive asshole. <laughs> Fucking look at him in his stupid glasses. The sunglasses at the time, there was a thing about that, that it was kind of, I think they, they panned that whole... Well, then there, let's thank Christ that that is lost to history, because that was a dumb look. <laughs> yeah, because they kind of... But that was... A, well, same thing, though, with Keanu. I mean, he has his... He had his um, modern haircut at that point. <laughs> he sure did. It, it wasn't... Um, they didn't... It was just kind of weird. Yeah. Thank you. With the costumes and the... Yeah. All like that they didn't stuff. try. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. We're gonna make this, but set it in modern times. But we're not going to do it like with uh, like in a who does that stuff? Baz Luhrmann or you know like Moulin Rouge type. Yeah. That type of stuff. You know, some of those are um, when they did Romeo and Juliet, but it had. Like, like the updated oh, version. Oh, good Christ. No. That one. But oh, you know boy. I mean, they, it's like they were trying to make it look like they're they're doing it as a period piece. Yeah, they just made just an entirely anachronistic film and went, look what we did. Like, yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> we don't appreciate this at all. Please take it back. <laughs> so um, I, I would, uh, <laughs> I'd like to start a little bit of victim blaming if I can. <laughs> Okay. Jonathan Harker's an idiot. Yeah, for well, and he's but he's the minute that ghost carriage sh- showed up, he should have just said no thanks and turned around and left. Well, can you really say no to a ghost carriage though? I I don't know. You could try. I mean, you live near a cemetery. I I don't know. I think the minute <laughs> that a phantom arm reaches out and picks me up off of the ground and puts me into a carriage. I try and open that door and jump. Well, he couldn't. I mean, he's looking over the side down the cliff. and The carriages have two sides. Jump toward the cliff side. Okay, so back to what you were saying with the effects on it. So were they really filming that over the cliff? Yeah. Okay, so was it shot on location? I should have looked this up before. Probably. I didn't do a whole lot of research, but I know that, yeah, I think I read that the only digital effect was the blue flame. Wow. So, and also, when he gets there, yeah, immediately, pretty much, Dracula pulls a sword on him. Yeah. And says, you're going to write these letters and tell everybody everything's fine. Well, what would you do at that point? uh, Leave during the day when I don't see this crazy monster walking around his haunted house. Well, didn't he? He was locking him up with all the little... His uh, his little lady vampire minions. Though. Yeah, after like two or three days, he was there for a while. Hmm. I just... Dracula just walks in while he's shaving, grabs a straight razor, licks it, and then continues to shave your face for you. No, get the fuck out of there, man! <laughs> what are you doing? I want to see that movie. See, I want to see. I want to see you get picked up by the ghost carriage and and how it would have all played out. (laughs) Yeah, and again, I'd like to remind everybody that all this shit that happens at the castle, Jonathan Harker works for the bank. This is just Dracula doing a real estate deal. (laughs) This story's stupid. Well, they had to have some sort of premise to get him to... To London? Yeah, why is he going to London? Um... More... He's so fucking sad that he's away from his homeland the entire time that he's there. What the fuck is he going to London for? That's a good question because now that I think about it, he he wanted to. Well, he was buying the real. Okay, wait a minute. He's yeah, he buying... bought up ten properties and strategic points around London. But that was before he saw the picture of Mina, isn't it? Yes, because Harker had the picture of Mina. And then he picks it up, and it looks like his wife that died at the beginning, Elizabeth. Yeah. So why did he want to go? In the, why was he buying the real estate? It's like confusing. Yeah, that, that's when what you, I'm saying. This story's dumb. Because he he's buying the property, but then he didn't actually want to go there yet until well, as far as we know. Yeah. 
when he got there, all he did was piss and moan about being away from Transylvania. He had to bring his own dirt with him. <laughs> when you're traveling, bring your own dirt. Yeah, I think that's back to uh, the, one of the old vampire lore deals is like they can't cross running water unless they're in like the dirt of their homeland or some uh, shit like that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and all right, I, I do want to go back to the castle for a second. Uh, again, when he's holding this fucking razor blade to Harker's throat, and he sees the cross and the glint from it, and screams maniacally and pushes him away and essentially says, hey, put that cross away, and then rejoices to the sounds of wolves howling. Yeah, man, get the fuck out of there. Well, we this afternoon we were watching... Um, um, have you seen the BBC history of horror? No. Documentary series. It's with Mark Gaddis. It's really good. And it, we were watching that because it had a lot of the older vampire movies and yeah. and and stuff like from the 30s. There was a movie too. I wrote it down. Um, 1932. There's a movie called Freaks that they used. Yeah. With it. I, I was the like, horribly offensive like, film Freaks. Yeah. And I was like. Holy cow, this is really kind of... <laughs> My God. <laughs> that type of stuff is scarier to me. Yeah. Like like for, for a horror movie, Freaks, and then um, we were watching the um, the original Dracula, you know, and um, the the ones with, with Bela Lugosi yeah. and Boris Carl, all that type of... See, I like a lot of that stuff. That's the stuff uh-huh. that I grew up watching, and then to compare that to... to the, it, I mean... I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch. No, I don't need to rewatch it. No. So, or other stuff that. So one of the other, because like I say, I don't know tons of horror movies, but I still, if I'm gonna watch a movie that's scary that I enjoy watching, mm-hmm. The Shining. Oh. That movie is still. Oh, if you don't come back and talk about The Shining, I have a lot to say. But it kind of. That's gonna have to get chopped up into parts because I'm gonna ramble. It reminded me of, um, uh, like, the the whole, the idea of him, like, just kind of, that type of stuff to me, like, like the, the psychological scary stuff versus the, the, the gory, the blood and guts. Mm-hmm. I'm more in the, the, I enjoy the stuff that's more like mess with your head kind of stuff. And The Shining, that whole descent into madness kind of thing. Um, reminded me of Samuel Taylor Coleridge, the the rhyme of the ancient mariner, mariner, and then um, like when they're on the boat and the boat gets frozen and stuck in the in the in the ice, and the the men are all you know. Sure. They're all stuck <laughs> on the boat, and they're all starting to panic, and 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 one of the guys, there's this albatross that's been hanging around, and the one guy shoots it which is supposed to be bad luck. So then they hang it around his neck. Like, so it reminded me of, of that piece by Coleridge. I don't know how I get the shining in Coleridge, but anyways, those kind of went together. Um, I was trying to think of what other stuff. See, I find a lot of that stuff. If, if there's something more like real life that you can, yeah, that you can latch onto that scare arachnophobia. I have (laughs) spiders. Hate spiders. So our house got overran with spiders one one time. Um, 
My grand, when my grandma passed away, we had a, she had a, a table in her milk house. Really cool, rustic-y look. I was like, oh, I'm going to clean that up and bring it in my house. Yeah. And, well, apparently I missed a spot. And um, Hobo Spider hitchhiked in on it. Jesus. Yeah. So they're, they call them a pseudo-brown recluse. Uh-huh. And they have them in You familiar with them? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So, and I was working, you know, at the, at the restaurant. And so the first night that I was aware of it, my house is, usually my house is haunted. That's another story, too. But, um, so my house Yeah, is, I got a suicide garage. You do? Yeah, there's a suicide note written on the wall in my garage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's did, pretty cool. Did you write it? Maybe. In a past life, I don't know. I don't remember that shit. (laughs) So my house was built before indoor plumbing. So I have tiny bathrooms in my house right now. But um, I came home from work and I flipped on the light and there's two of these big spiders. I'm like, ugh. So I stunned them with hairspray because that's what you do. (laughs) And then and then you smush them. Spider race. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, any. I'm apologizing to any of you spider fans, but um, I just I can't. So. So I take care of the spider issue. There's two of them there. I'm not a catch and release person. And the next night I come home and flip on the light and there's four of them. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. So, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> again, hairspray, shoe. Um, the next night I come home from work and I can't even count how many are in that room. Like they took over that fast. And then Jesus my sons have been away for Christ. the weekend. Yeah. So... So Sunday night, we my sons hauled sleeping bags into my room, and we all slept in my room with the door shut and almost in shifts because these spiders. Spider watch. They took over the whole house. They took over the house. It was it was horrifying. It was the worst ever. So um, yeah. So I can't watch a movie like Arachnophobia because the spider thing in it ended up that. Um, we knew someone that worked at an exterminator. I ended up having to have an exterminator. Well, yeah. Because my son went to like lacrosse. I would practice. assume when you said that they overran an entire room in your home. It was horrible. <laughs> my son went to lacrosse practice and that was shirts versus skins, which, you know, whatever. And he has his shirt off and he's got welts and, and you know, the, they're like, is your mom beating you now? And he's like, no, these spider dude, the spiders, they took over the house. So it was that. <laughs> they bite. It was, it was horrible. So Stuff like that, I find scary. Or, um, do you watch that Grizzly Man documentary? Is that the Werner Herzog? It's, I, yeah, I think so. So it's about, <laughs> I think his name was Timothy Treadwell, the guy that wanted to live with the bears. Yeah, yeah, and I know what you're talking about. The bear. Oh my God, we were up one night watching that show, and like, I was so horrified by it, but I couldn't get, I was so freaked out, I couldn't get off the couch to go shut it off <laughs> because it, it was just bothering me that much. I would definitely just watch a video of like Werner Werner Herzog just narrating a man being mauled by a bear. It was so. His oh. insides are everywhere. Oh. It is a mess. The world hates this man, and now he shall die. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, you maniac? And doesn't like one of his lady friends has like they retrieved the guy's watch from the de- from yeah. the bear later, and so she's wearing this watch in the documentary. I'm like, what is wrong? why no (laughs) put it back you don't want that but again this is another up story when we'd go stay go visit the grandparents with all the ufos and everything um you know at night we would um a lot of times we'd go sleep out in the van in the driveway because grandpa would 
stoke the fire in the house. It was so hot. Like, you're in a sauna. <laughs> I have grandparents. I'm aware. Yeah. I don't ride in the car with mine anymore because it's unbearable. So we'd sleep in the... We'd go out to go sleep in the sleeping bags out in the van. And Grandpa's like, well, make sure the the bears don't get you, though. You know, stay. And so, you know, you get to about three in, <laughs> three in the morning. But for real, don't let the bears get you. Yeah. <laughs> three in the morning, it's like... I gotta pee. I can't get out of the van to go in the house. I'm so upset. Said so you'd be laying there awake until daylight because you you know you're freaked out about bears. So yeah, grizzly man. Um, yep, can't do that. Um, but there's a lot of there are a lot of local ghost stories and stuff too. I don't know if you if you get into any. Well, let's. I I don't have four hours to sit and talk about local ghost stories. Oh, but there's some good ones. I, I I'm aware. So there's the haunted houses of Grand Rapids. Oh sweet Jesus, are we doing this? Well, we don't have to, but <laughs> trying to get back to the movie at some point. Oh, I thought you didn't want to talk about that movie. I, I really so. don't. Well, there's a couple things that I okay. do want to touch on. Okay. Uh, the werewolf sex scene can go. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that was real stupid. Yeah. <laughs> don't see me, like, um. What do you mean, don't see you? Because you're a beast fucking a lady in a graveyard right now. <laughs> the fuck do you mean, don't see me? Yeah. It's, you're, you're being less than conspicuous, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not very, you know, it probably, uh, in this culture, probably doesn't really go over. Well, that or it could just, I guess also, it could probably be because Dracula's, what, 700 years old? Mm-hmm. He, he's probably not very good at it. He's like, just don't watch. Just, <laughs> he gets I'm, I'm just, I'm doing a thing as a werewolf. Just leave me alone for, give me 30 seconds. Oh. <laughs> he gets camera shy. Yeah. He's got performance anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mean for this to devolve into Dracula in bed, but I can't imagine he's any good at it. He is a fucking weird sex creep throughout this entire film. Yeah, but and they have all these different what? incarnations of him too. Why, why'd she, why'd he make her suck blood out of his chest? Right by his nips? <laughs> what are you doing, Dracula, you fucking weirdo? Just cut your arm. Everybody's got their, you know, their thing. I mean, apparently that's, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. And like we talked about, I think we might have talked about it off mic, I don't remember, but... I remember just looking and thinking, like, there's still a half an hour left of this goddamn movie. When is this going to be done? And it ends very anticlimactically with a real shitty chase. Yeah. And then they just kick the living shit out of Dracula. Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of slash his throat and stab him in the heart, and that's about it. Yeah, it's like they were looking at their clock, and they go, ooh, well, you know, either watch, and... Yeah, oh, we're done here. Yep. Okay. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. You yeah. Got, you, and like I said, I it's been a long time and... since I've read Dracula, but I remember it being better than this. Mm-hmm. But I kind of think I should go back and reread it because I've read it. Yeah, like thirteen years old. And like, ooh, I'm reading Dracula. You know, the, mm-hmm. I'm the cool, smart kid that reads books. And then just seeing it put to moving picture, like, hmm, well, that was less than desirable. <laughs> I wish. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this story's dumb. But it's, you know, it's good. I'm glad that you asked me to watch it because it got me going on 
Um, you know what? There's so much better stuff. Yes. <laughs> in that in that genre to to check out that um, that I was like oh, you know and I it kind of inspired me to to look into maybe checking out more of the the horror movies and yeah and like I said it made me want to go back and read Dracula again yeah. and maybe start to read some of the older classics and try and weed out which ones are actually good and which ones are just kind of bullshit like Bram Stoker's Dracula the film yes yes <laughs> we did it i think okay. i do you have anything else to say about this fucking movie? No, not not about that. A- anything else to say about literature? All right, local ghosts, go for it. Oh, well, I didn't know if we had time. I just, you know, the so the Haunted Houses of Grand Rapids book is is really interesting if, if you get you. I don't know if it's in print anymore. Um, so uh, Professor Eberly had written it. Please don't call him in the middle of the night if you read it and tell him that you saw a ghost. But um, I... Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Quite a few years ago, they had ghost hunters on the old showboat. I, you, were okay. you working at the at the restaurant then? I, probably not. Probably not. So this crew of people came right, in. We should back it up because the equipment. Looking. We have people outside of Michigan who listen to this. And oh. here in Lowell, Michigan, in oh, yeah. town, there's Sorry. a gigantic paddle boat, or there was. They just built a new one. It was called referred to as the showboat, named the General, or the Robert E. Lee, which, yeah, yeah we could be done with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so now it's just the Lowell showboat, which is much more pleasant, but um, I haven't really seen the new, I saw it when they were building it, but I haven't been over to, there to look at it. But the old yeah, it's boat. A, it's a big boat, there. <laughs> they had ghost hunters, like this crew came out with all this, like Ghostbusters looking equipment, and they all had shirt, and they were going all over the old boat, and I'm like, you guys, this was built in like 1978 or 79. I'm pretty yeah, it's, sure it's not haunted. Just nobody took care of it, so it looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, I had some sad years there for a while. Well, and then it got heavily damaged during we had the that big flood in 2013, and that pretty much was the the death rattles for that poor old boat for that version of it. But um, the library um, in town, I. Um, I'm serious. A friend of mine <laughs> said that the library was haunted by, um, by, um, Millie. So, so, um, I think she's a friendly ghost is what I've heard, but. Well, then that's not a haunting. Well, it's not? No. You don't think they can be friendly? There's no. That's sh- not a haunting. That's just a ghost that lives there then. Haunting implies fear. Oh. I think. Well, I'd be a little scared even though. I don't know. I mean, you're the author. You tell me what words mean. <laughs> you read good. <laughs> um, I think my house might be haunted, but um, because when I when I first moved into the house, I remember I was researching the people that built it, and they're buried in the cemetery up the street here. Uh-huh. And um, I remember um, doing a little bit of research about them, and and I had this dream, very very vivid dream. And I'm going through the house with a with a candle in front of me. You know, I, why I didn't turn on the lights in my own darn house, I don't know. But I had so I'm going up the stairway, and I'm looking around, and I'm seeing all these people in like period clothes and. And um, I was like, wow, this is really, you know, this is cool. I wish they, oh, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be awesome if they're still here, you know, and could talk. And in my dream, over my shoulders, I hear these voices all go, but we are. And I woke up <laughs> screaming because it was very real to me that they're, so I think they might be 
haunting my house a little bit, but not in a bad way, except for with the spider thing. That freaked me out. Yeah, when we uh, when we bought this place, when we were moving in, I was putting shit in the garage, and yeah, there's a suicide note written on the wall of the garage. Like a month later, my oldest son, who was like three at the time, was sitting in his room just talking, and we went in there, and you know, who are you talking to? He says, James, the boy that lives here. <gasps> And then, like, two weeks later, there was just, like, a faint smell of urine coming from his room that we couldn't explain. Eee. I was just like, oh, that's... sweet, poltergeists live here. That's, see, that's the makings of a scary book right there. Yeah. I kind of want to see this note, I think. Maybe I want to oh, see it before good I leave. luck. I don't there know. is so much shit okay, in the way no. in that garage. So I'd be scared of the garage before I get to the note is what you're saying. Yeah, okay. I, I had a friend of mine came over who was a... Uh, I guess, what do you call it, like an empath or whatever, where you can... Uh-huh, sure. Yeah. And, like, she went in there immediately, was just like, it doesn't feel right in here. I was like, oh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> so there's another, I, I don't want to say what house it is, but there's a house in town here that um, the, there were the people that lived there, their son kept, similar to what you're talking about, their son kept saying that, talking about the guy that comes in, the sad guy that comes and sits on the end of his bed at night when he goes to bed, and his parents were like... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and they're kind of like, okay, this is kind of weird, you know, and he, he slept in one of the upper floors of the house, and they didn't really think a whole lot about it. And then a couple, a week or two later after that, he was looking at an old, like a history of Lowell book at his grandparents' house and flipping through it, and he brought the book over, and he goes, look. He goes, look, Mom. He says... Um, he goes, this is the guy that comes to see me. And, and Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, and it was the guy that lived in their house. Oh, no. And he had killed himself. Oh, no. Yeah, like in, yeah. in the we'll, 1800s. We'll, we'll talk more of this off, about this off mic. Cause, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty, pretty... Is it within walking distance of here? Yeah. Oh, fucking sweet. Yeah. We're going yeah. after this. Yeah, so you, you, could, you could check that out. But, um, you know, and the other thing I was... I was, um, well, they do cemetery cemetery tours up here sometimes, too, and tell a lot of the local stories and history, and I've always thought that would be interesting. I just haven't made time to do it, but... This is where all the local kids come to smoke weed after their parents have gone to bed. Well, there is that, too, <laughs> but, um, um, lost the, the train, it left without, um... Just with the the local the ghost stories and that type of stuff, I don't know if you believe in ghosts. And oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm into weird shit. <laughs> well, the other thing that we used to do um, would be like when we were in high school. So we didn't hang. Out, well, maybe some of my friends did hung out hang out in the cemetery, but we used to go to Seedman Park and look for the Ada Witch. So that was that was one of the things we used to go looking for the, the that whole you know the Ada Witch story. Yeah. Yeah. So. So we used to go looking for the Ada Witch at night. That was our excuse to run around in the dark. Try not to get too specific because nobody out there is going to have any idea what in the hell we're talking about. With Nerf guns and stuff. But yeah, so there's supposed to be a witch that comes out um, on moonlit nights out to this wooded park Uh towards towards G-Rap. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I like I said, I have nothing else to say about this movie. I'm gonna oh, have yeah. to go reread yeah, we it. Watched a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that happened. You can tell how <laughs> enthused we are about it due to the uh, overwhelming lack of talking about this piece of shit. <laughs> but no, it like technically it is a very good achievement as far as film. Like they did a lot of very very interesting stuff, and 
one of the cool things that I did read is, uh, you a fan of the Cramps at all? The old Garage Band. Bit, yeah, I'm familiar. At with the them. beginning, when oh, fan, but, when yeah. Gary Oldman stabs the cross and then lets out that scream, that's not Gary Oldman. That's Lux Interior from the Cramps that does the scream. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is the type of stuff I wish I'd known before I watched it because that would. Oh, and uh, when they do the Harker and Mina wedding, they uh-huh. didn't like uh the shots that they got, so they went back and did reshoots. And they went to, you know, this old Latvian church or something somewhere in Los Angeles. And they filmed the scene and afterwards realized, like, hmm, I think we just accidentally married Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder, like, legally speaking. Like, whoops. For real? (laughs) Yeah, so I guess even to this day, every once in a while, like, Winona Ryder will send Keanu Reeves text messages like, hello, husband. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, so that's cool. I didn't watch the, is there, there's a new series she's in or, or new, newer or something. Isn't she, she's in, is it Stranger Things? Yeah, I, I couldn't not, get into that. Uh-uh. And, um, I, I think, think I really watched the first it. season begrudgingly. Like I made it to the end of it and then I was very disinterested past that. But See. I don't watch a lot of TV shows cause I have the same problem. I sit down to watch something and I fall asleep. And with a movie, I can backtrack it because it's like two hours. If I lose track of episodes, I'm just done with that show. Uh, Forever. We we got into... So, I would say, like... We, I mean, we don't watch a ton of TV, but but with the pandemic, I mean, when we were home, we got into watching a lot of the... because Deb reads books. <laughs> well, no, it's just... I mean, it just always seemed like there was other stuff that we were doing, but... Um, we got into a lot of the um, a lot of murder documentaries, <laughs> doing research for for my book. Oh, so we're we, getting there. Well, yeah. So we, um, so I was watching a lot of um, like forensic files and true crime and all that type of stuff to to make sure that I was take I'd take notes and getting getting materials. So <laughs> yeah, really getting involved. Yeah. Well, it has to be accurate. I mean. Yeah. And, um, I've said that I need to, I need to make sure that my husband stays very healthy and alive because if they pulled my, you know, my browser history on, on, <laughs> oh, you's going to jail. <laughs> yeah. It, it could get ugly because, um, you oh, know, no, you're going to prison. Let me rephrase yeah, that. Yeah. Prison. Prison. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I needed to make sure that because it would be stuff like you know googling stuff about poisons. I have the handbook to poison sitting on my desk. Oh sweet. Yeah, I I've gotten a lot of research um, from that, um, and uh, how to how to dispose of dead bodies. So you just eat them. Well, you well you could do that. Um, I mean, it's the easiest way. Pigs. They're gonna find a whole I, yeah, but I don't have pigs. Well, in theory, though, I mean, I mean, a two thousand pound like a feeder hog, yeah, can eat a full grown man in forty five minutes. Yeah, we learned that lesson from the film Hannibal. Oh. Well. Well, then, or or you can dump the bodies in. So Lake Superior, they say Lake Superior doesn't give up the dead, right? Because the water never gets warm enough for the bacteria to bring the bodies up to the surface. Mm-hmm. So. Um, or if you were going to get rid of a, of a body, um, you, you probably uh, would want to wrap it in chicken wire so the critters can still get it. Mm-hmm. But then you attach it to uh, something heavy, like an engine block off a car is good 
for doing yeah so I've, yeah, these I, are all I, the wonderful I things i've been learning from tv this yeah see i don't have access to any of that because like i don't drive and it, that's just too much work i'm just gonna eat it you're just gonna eat it well you're you're a chef so you know <laughs> no i am not <laughs> <laughs> you're a true gourmet yeah <laughs> what wine was, would pair well with humans probably a, a chenin blanc <laughs> I, I was about to make sloppy joe hot dogs later tonight i am no chef Oh. oh, instead of chili, you just put sloppy Joe mix on top of a hot dog. Oh, oh it's so fucking good. Crush oh, up some, thinking... crush up potato chips on top. Hell yeah. See, I like America. Sloppy Joe on Fritos with cheese, like a sloppy Joe. Oh, nacho. I got some chili cheese Fritos in the backpack to put on top too. Or you could do that. Oh, see, when you first said sloppy Joe hot dogs, I was thinking that like you you're making sloppy Joes out of dead bodies. What, I mean, because we had just talked, you were just saying. Yeah. yeah, so that was... Uh, I neither confirmed nor denied that, so... <laughs> He's taking the fifth. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I mean, this isn't a court of law. I don't have to fucking admit to shit. Yeah, well, no. you know, you do you, it's all. <laughs> all right, Deb, what have you got to plug? Oh, okay. Um. So... Groundbreaking news, everyone. Oh, yay. Now, now I'm getting nervous. Well, okay, I've been nervous the whole time, but... I'm fidgeting. Um, so my book is um, 77 days away from being completed, and then I'll be ready to, to find a literary agent to shop it to publishers. But um, it's called The 86 List, and it's, it's set in a restaurant. Imagine that. And um, so I'm trying to think of a, just a short version of it, but basically... Um, something happens and they have to kill someone. It just has to happen. Um, it's a very defensible killing. And, uh, you know, if, if there is such a thing. But um, since the whole staff is complicit in it at that point, it just kind of turns into a slippery slope from there. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's based on um, no, no one was murdered there that we'll admit to but um it's it's based on a lot of um, i've already stuff that, i've already plainly uh, stated i ain't admitting to shit yeah <laughs> yep so so yeah i'm hoping to have it complete labor day is my deadline to have it finished and um and it's been a lot of fun um i i kind of bill it as like a dark comedy thriller kind of story because it's i want you to have that i laughed i cried i kissed five dollars goodbye no I'm, I'm gonna sell it for more than that but um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I'm excited. I got the I got the first proofs for the cover back. Um, so fucking good. Do you like it? It's so good. Thank you. I can't wait to read this book. Yay. Um. Yeah. Our friend um Morgan did the did the cover work. Well, he did my he did these shirts for um the Tip Top Deluxe to Never Say Die Tip Top for the it's a bar on the west side. Oh, I I'm aware. You know the tip, okay? Yeah. So there's our plug for the Tip Top, but um so yeah, Morgan did the graphic. He's very talented. He did the graphics for that. Um, he's the lead singer of the Jet Beats. My husband used to be in the Jet Beats, and um, he won an Addy, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um for um the designs he did he did the the logos for circus freak music which was um a guitar pedal husband that uh husband gu guitar pedal company that my husband and his friend um have or i don't know if they i think they're talking about pr producing more of them but it's been a few years but um but they had a really slick marketing campaign when they were selling them and 
lot of fun. So yeah, Morgan, I was really excited to get the proofs back from Morgan. Yeah, and, and it looks see. great. Thank you, thank you. We might tweak some stuff on it, but I just, I, it was such, <laughs> I was so excited to wake up in the morning and check my messages, and and that was in in the, in the attachments and i was like oh my god it just makes it feel more real like like holy shit i'm i'm really doing this and yeah i'm 200 pages in because um, i remember like being at work or something getting a message from me like can you keep a secret like i don't talk to people who am i, <laughs> am I gonna tell my kids <laughs> well <laughs> i've kind of debated on because i really love my title i don't want to shark my title on me and i've googled it and the only thing there's some crappy well, no offense if they're listening, they won't be. But um, there's some band from the '90s that called themselves just plain '86 list. This this is the '86 list, and part oh, of the fuck them. Right, sure. Well, but buy my book. But um, they. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but um, the one of the characters in my book has an actual '86 list of of people that he's that need to go that need to go yes and you know how this whole story because i i mean i have the local writers group that i had started with some friends from school and and one of our favorite guests from the restaurant and and um you know um well a couple of our favorite guests and we all got to talking we started this writers group and and it was great you know we i mean we still do it and we get together first and third mondays every month but this whole idea for this particular book started when um, at the restaurant that we work at, they switched to black latex gloves for the for food prep and yeah. everything else. And um, John, the bartender, I love John. He uh, was pulling that. He's so very dignified, and he's got his tie on. John's great. <laughs> love him and so he's pulling on these black latex gloves and he's getting out a knife to very precisely cut a lemon and and i was like john i go god with those black gloves on you look like a serial killer oh oh that's good (laughs) so from there it just kind of and he's actually um he knows he's one of the the main characters in my book but the the character is not named john it's named after their cat so um so dudley the bartender is is, um, Shout out to John. John's fucking great. Yes, yes. Dudley I miss John. Yep. So, yeah. So I, I, I'm writing like a mad woman and, and um, 200 pages in-ish right now. And it, it'll probably be about 350 pages when it's done. But I I think I'm excited about it. I kind of feel like it, it reads like it could be a movie or TV show. So um, Hell yeah. shout out Netflix or, you know. Hit me up. We'll, we'll talk. Well, I've been pushing for a Tubi sponsorship for quite some time. For what? Tubi. What's that? It's a free movie site. It's oh. great. Well, you know, I've got ideas. I still think that you need to have a, uh, like a Miss Horror okay. Vomit contest. Here we go. Yeah, you do. I, like, and you can have... <laughs> and I will tell you again. I don't know what kind of following you think we have. Well, but you're going it to, does though. not warrant any of that shit. Like, they could do, like... um. Like, you could have, like, contestants, like, they could submit photos to you. They could do photo shoots at home that they sent to you. So, like, they could do, like, Carrie at the prom, um, you know, like, and they could dress up in their blood-soaked prom dress with a crown and send you photo. Like, I mean, don't you want the, that I, type of... I don't think I even know 12 people, no less 12 people that are going to hear that and go, yeah, sure, I'll do that in my free time for no pay. Well, <laughs> oh, well, they might have fun with it. Or, or you know, I mean, you could... Um, you could do like an open call. You could do like the ladies of horror vomit calendar. I mean, 
Yeah. Again, if you want to do all this shit, I'll <laughs> slap a name on it. But uh, I think me just being me and then doing that. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no, that's not a good idea. Okay. <laughs> the, the weird dude that hosts a podcast and just like, yes, send me weird pictures of you ladies. <laughs> Well, nope. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll 86 that idea. Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Uh, well, you can check out all our horror vomit shit. We have a Facebook group, Instagram page. Uh, you can send us an email at horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to go check out my dick, you can go check out my OnlyFans page. That's Dr. Pissface, D-R-P-I-S-S-F-A-C-E. Oh. $5 a month. Really, I I don't know how to get that money, so if anybody does pay me, you're basically just paying, I don't know what, but yeah, (laughs) I got that going on. (laughs) And that is the usual response to that. But, uh, alright, Deb, you got anything else? I think we're good. Alright, let's let's be done with this abomination. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, goodbye everybody. Thanks,